Uh, I'd like to continue on this morning and close out our um, hashtag Thanksgiving uh, series. Uh, it's important that we understand Thanksgiving, not only the holiday, and we've heard so many different aspects of giving thanks or Thanksgiving uh, this month, that what I want to do is kind of venture into another area of giving thanks and referencing off of the Apostle Paul's experiences. Because whenever you read about the Apostle Paul, you always read about him giving thanks to God. Whether he's in trouble, whether he's doing well, whether he's being loved or, and even uh, being abused by people, he's always constantly thanking God. And when you look at that, you kind of wonder, so what's up with him? How can, he, how can he do that? And there's something that's going on in Paul's life that I want to reference off of and uh, bring to us as a people of God that it's not only that the Apostle Paul was special in the sense that only God favored him, but my Bible tells me God is no respecter of persons. You believe that? And so if God can cause the Apostle Paul through Jesus Christ to be able to give thanks in whatever situation he found himself in, how much more you and I were able also when we find ourselves through trials, tribulations, struggles, that we can learn to give thanks. And this morning we can be encouraged because the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. And I entitled uh, this sermon this morning to finalize the series, God's Battle Plan. God's Battle Plan. Thank God for a battle plan. You know, when, when, when uh, an army goes into battle, they, they just don't go in and, and just, you know, by the seat of the pants, well, I think we'll fight over here, and I think we'll fight over here, and we'll do this many soldiers over here, tanks over here, uh, airplanes over here. They have a plan that they devise ahead of time. So it is with you and I as the army of God. We, there, God has given us a battle plan that we can fight the enemy with. Thank God for that. And we can take comfort in knowing that in that battle plan, God gives us the victory. And in God's battle plan, not our own battle plan, because we had our own battle plan before we were saved. It didn't work out too good, did it? We, we didn't fight the enemy that well. In fact, we were fighting along with the enemy instead of against him. But now that we got saved and we're born again, we have God's plan working in our life to battle every lie and deception of the enemy. Paul was a man who faced trials and tribulations from being shipwrecked, beaten, imprisoned, he was still able to thank God. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verse 17. Paul writes, and he's encouraging Timothy, and that's one of the key factors in Paul's life. Not only Timothy, but those that he's writing to also who are going to read this letter. When you thank God, not only, and you learn to be thankful to God and grateful to God, people are able to be encouraged by that in your life. It says, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear that. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. 
the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. You know, Paul was given a testimony, and what Paul was saying is that God gave me strength, God delivered me, and that God was able to bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. It's the full circle of Paul's experience in Christ. Not only was God providing for him on the earth, God was giving him strength, security, and promising him that he would see him into the kingdom of God. You see, for you and I this morning, you might be going through some testings. You might be going through some difficulties. You might be going through some hardships. Let's look at Paul's lifestyle and let's uh, mimic what Paul was able to do in the middle of his tribulation. He was able to be thankful and uh, be a testimony for the kingdom of God. Paul was anointed. There was an anointing, an empowerment that came through that anointing on the Apostle Paul's life. For you and I, when we operate under the anointing of God, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, God's battle plan, when we allow God's battle plan to be a part of our lives, there's an, an anointing that comes upon us that guides us and that gives us power, gives us wisdom, and gives us an ability beyond our own ability to conquer the enemy. I like that this morning. Power over all the power of the enemy. It comes through the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a divine enabler. And Paul was able to be thankful because there was an anointing upon him that gave him the ability to thank God no matter what he was facing. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and in verse 21, Paul writes, and he says, And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us, given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. You see, Paul was saying that there's an establishing when that anointing comes. There's a guarantee that God is standing with us. When you're under the anointing of God, you're fighting God's battle plan. You're utilizing God's word. There's a protection. There is, the Bible says, a guarantee. I like the word guarantee. I like that. How many know when you buy something, there's a guarantee? That's a good thing, right? Because if it breaks, you can take it back, get your money back, or get a new one. You see, here, God gives us a guarantee that when we're under his anointing, he puts a seal and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee that nothing can stand against us. Nothing will be victorious against us. Why? Because uh, we are operating in God's battle plan, not our own. And there is an anointing upon us. That word anoint, it means to be set aside, to be chosen. It's God's supernatural ability that's added to our natural ability. You know, we all have natural gifts, don't we? We all have abilities. 
and we use those every day. You go to work, you go to school, whatever it is, and some have more abilities and others different abilities and skills. That's human operation. But when you're under the anointing of God, there's something that takes place. There's an anointing that touches that skill, that touches that gift that you have, and it takes it to another level. It empowers it. This is why as a, a church, when people gathered together, without God, we're just a bunch of people gathered together. We have our skill sets, we have our abilities, but there's nothing special about them. But when we get God involved in our lives, think about now the skills, the, 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 the giftings that are up here in this building now take on a supernatural dimension. And now God gets involved and he multiplies ability. He endues us or he fills us uh, with a greater ability beyond ourselves. That's what anointing does. This is why Paul was able to go through his struggles, able to go through his battles, the good and the ugly, and still be able to give thanks to God. Why? Because he understood the anointing of God, operating under God's battle plan. In 1 John chapter 2, in verse 27, the anointing you receive from Christ lives in you. You know, let me stop there. Because before we were saved, there was a different anointing upon our lives. There was an anointing that got us into trouble. There was an anointing that destroyed our marriages. There was an anointing that destroyed our lives personally. It was a, an evil anointing. caused us to run wild, caused us to make wrong decisions, right? Somebody's getting quiet now. It was an anointing that gave us a gift of, of being able to manipulate people. It was an anointing that gave us the ability to swindle, to steal, to rob, to lie, to cheat, whatever the case might be. That was a, an ungodly anointing. But here now, what we're talking about is God's supernatural anointing. In the way that evil anointing caused us to do wrong, it's God's supernatural anointing now that causes us to do right for the kingdom of God, causes us to be better for the kingdom of God, being set aside. And so it says, the anointing you received from Christ lives in you. And this anointing is good for another reason. You don't need anyone to teach you something else. In other words, you don't need, aside from God's anointing in your life, somebody else to tell you right from wrong. Listen, you don't need anyone to teach you something else. Instead, Christ's anointing teaches you about everything. His anointing is true and contains no lie. So live in Christ as he taught you to do. When you have the anointing of God, you're fighting God's battle according to his plan. Let me tell you something. 
That's all we need. We don't need to listen to that person, to that TV show, to that guideline or whatever else is out there. We have the word of God. It is true. And that's in the word of God is God's battle plan that we can thank him for. That he's given us the ability, given us the resources. He's given us a, the layout as to how we should live, what to and not to do what we face and how to face it. Wisdom, he says, means we've been set aside and equipped to serve the Lord. We win the battle according to God's battle plan simply because we prepare for the battle ahead and not after the fight. We prepare in advance before the battle. That's how we are successful fighting the good fight of faith as the Apostle Paul calls it. It's a good fight. Why? Because we already have the key to win the battle. And we've prepared. You see, too many people prepare for the battle after they're in the fight. And they cry and go, oh God, save me, God. Help me, and they start to pray, and they start to fast, and they start reading the Word of God to see what they can do when they should have prepared before the battle. You see, when you think about warfare, being prepared is critical in order not only to have a leg up on the enemy, but you're prepared for the strategies of the enemy ahead of time. The time to prepare for battle is not while you're in it or after, but prior to it. Too many people wait until they find themselves in difficulty, and then they start praying, God, help me. God, I need your help. God, show me what to do. Show me how, what I need, how to get out of it. Well, God wanted to show you before you got into it. God was trying to show you uh, when you should have been praying and you were doing something different. You should have been fasting, but you were doing something different. The time to prepare for the battle is before you, you get into the fight. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13 talks about spiritual warfare because we know that's what kind of battle we're in. The good thing, God's battle plan, he gives us uh, the layout. He says, be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you will still be on your feet. See, too many people, after they come out of a battle or they're, you know, they're serving God, they haven't been fighting, they relax. They take it easy, kind of like you do when you get home. Kick off your shoes, Put on your chanclas, there you are, and just kind of kicking back. You take off your coat, and, you know, you got your, 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 your bathrobe on or your comfortable jersey on. And you're just sitting there, just in your lounge chair, chilling out. And that's the way some people are in this spiritual warfare. They, they, got, they, they took off their, their, their uh, gospel shoes. They've taken off their... their breastplate of, 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 of righteousness, their helmet of salvation. They, they put aside their, their, their word, their sword, 
and they're just kicking back spiritually until a battle comes, and then they try to hurry up and get dressed. You ever try to hurry up and get dressed during a fire drill? <laughs> the lights are off, it's all dark, and ah, you're trying to play, where's my shoes? And, you know, in an emergency? That's the way a lot of Christians are when it comes to their spiritual battles. And that's why they can't thank God. Simply because they're unprepared. Paul was always prepared. Instant, in season and out of season for the spiritual warfare. That's why he was able to thank God. Because he knew he was going to be victorious no matter what. No matter what was going on in his life. You see, when we tune into what God is saying, and we constantly are prepared for battle in advance, we're going to have the victory. The second thing we need to do, according to God's battle plan, is always give thanks to God before you're out of it. Thank God while you're in the battle. Thank God before you get into the battle. Give thanks to God in every way and every time. That's important. Why? Because the enemy doesn't want you to give thanks to Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to give thanks during the battle. He wants you to moan, complain, gripe, and cry, and, 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 and be bitter, and be angry at God. The Apostle Paul was able to give thanks no matter what he was going through. Why? Because he was operating his life according to God's battle plan. He was prepared in advance for the fight. And uh, he understood the power of giving thanks. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, he says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Always. Say that word with me, always. Always. Not sometimes. Not, not just on Sunday or Wednesday. Not just on Monday or Thursday, but he always brings victory through Christ in our lives. Think about that. Always. And see, Paul understood this. And so he was able to give thanks because he knew God was always going to see him through it. He knew God was always going to give him the strength to endure it. He knew that God was always going to make a way where man said there's no way. God always made a way. Paul knew that. And when you know that God always is going to bring victory in your life, why shouldn't I be able to give thanks? Because when we give thanks in the middle of trials, we give thanks in the middle of hardship, we're defeating the enemy. We are defeating Satan because we're thanking God. The devil wants us to get mad. The devil wants us to get grouchy. The devil wants us to be bitter. But when we give thanks to God, we defuse the enemy. We put, we extinguish what the Bible calls his fiery darts. Thanksgiving's around the corner. And when we give thanks, that's a weapon that defeats Satan expands our ability to let others know, hey, God's on our side. Paul, throughout the scripture, when he gave, was giving thanks, there was something going on behind the scenes. Because when you read about it, people are reading 
the letters. And they're going, wow, Paul, why is he giving thanks? Man, he's messed up over here, and this thing's going on over here, and he's getting shipwrecked over here. But he's giving thanks. What that's doing is influencing people concerning God's love, God's provision, and God's, God's help. And when you learn to do that, people are going to see your life when they know you're going through it financially. They know you're going through it in your marriage or with your children or, or physically. And you pray and you give thanks to Jesus. Uh, they're going to wonder and go, wow, why are they giving thanks? That God, God must be real. God must be a provider because they're giving thanks. Maybe I can do that. And it was always Paul giving thanks in everything. So we prepare in advance because Psalms 1, 1, chapter 1, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. But let there be a peace in your life. And know that whatever you're dealing with, God is God. And that God will see you through whatever it is you go through. Thanksgiving establishes the presence and the power and anointing of God. Our victory is guaranteed in Christ. And then what we need to do is stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. Stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. Not only do we thank God in advance, not only do we prepare for battle in advance, but we make sure that we are in tune, in harmony with the Holy Spirit. It means that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. It means that when we are striving to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, we are sensitive to conviction. When the Holy Spirit deals with us about something, we don't ignore it. That's what it means to be in tune. I like what Hudson Taylor wrote. He said, don't have your concert first and then tune your instruments afterwards. And that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Don't you thank God that when the musicians get up here, the band plays, everything sounds nice? Right? It's in tune. Can you imagine what it would be like if they got up here, just pulling their, their instruments out of the cases and, and whatever, and drums out of, and, and whatever, and they just start blanging away? And then after it's over, thank you, and they start tuning their instruments. How foolish would that be? That would be pretty dumb. And so Hudson Taylor says, don't do that. Now here's his point. He says, begin the day with the word of God and pray. And get, first of all, into harmony with him. That's the point. Too many people are out of tune when they leave their house in the morning. Too many people just get up and leave the house and no wonder they have so many problems, so many trials, because they're out of tune with the Holy Spirit. They're not sensitive, they're grouchy, they hate people, they're, they're mad at people, they're yelling at people, they're doing all kinds of crazy things, uh, and then afterwards they come home and pray, God, what's wrong? Well, you were out of tune. That's what's wrong. You should have tuned up before. You should have prayed before you left the house. 
You should have read your word before you left the house, got in tune with God before you left. Then things would have been better. You see, when we're in tune with God, we're aware of the guidance that he wants to give us. Things happen when your life is in tune with God's Holy Spirit. God gives us wisdom. He gives us understanding. Wisdom knows what to do when we don't know what to do or what to say. Have you ever been there? God's wisdom. You're lacking. You're in a situation. You're wondering, how do I handle this? What should I say? What should I do? What should I not do? When you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives you revelation. It's the anointing. Remember the anointing that covers us. And when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, you're aware of the strategies of the enemy. You're aware of the deceptions. You're aware of the pitfalls. And so you make choices based on God's word. You make choices based on God's wisdom, not man's wisdom. Not what we think, what somebody else says, but God, what do you have to say about my situation? Powerful things take place when you're in tune with God's Holy Spirit. Gives us understanding, counsel, and knowledge. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20. Scripture says, but you have an anointing. There's that word again, anointing. From the Holy One, and you know all things. How do I know things? How, how am I going to know what to say and what to do? It's because of the anointing uh, from the Holy Spirit. And see, th this is why what I'm talking about, the key is thanksgiving, yes, giving thanks, but how do I do that? Well, because I already know God's battle plan. Here it is. I'm going to show you really quick, some quick points. And when I have that, no problem. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I feel. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care what's going on around me. I'm in the, 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 the anointing of God, and I am living according to God's battle plan. Let's look. I got the hindrances to God's battle plan, which, you know, there are some things that keep us from operating in God's battle plan. Obviously, the opposite of what I said, those points, not preparing ahead for battle, not thanking God, and uh, obviously not being in tune with the Holy Spirit. Those hinder God's battle plan, but there's some other areas. Quickly, I'm going to run them off and you can write them down. Failure to honor authority. When you don't honor the authority God has placed over us, whether it's in church, ministry, or in the family uh, level, then you hinder what God wants to do. You're stepping out of God's anointing. Because there's anointing under authority. Failure to renounce sins. That hinders God's battle plan. When we don't deal with the sin in our life. Failure to break with demonic influences around us. Things that we shouldn't be involved with. Influences in, in, that come into our lives through unsafe friends or whatever the case might be. When you don't break those, it breaks the anointing and hinders God's battle plan for our lives. And failure to overcome fear 
doubt, and unbelief because then we come under those bondages. When we don't deal with fear, when we don't overcome uh, doubt and unbelief, we do that through the word of God. Battle plan for victory. Here it is as I close this out quickly. Study the word of God. Renew your mind with the word of God constantly. Let it be renewed. Exchange your thoughts for God's thoughts. Make God's word the final authority in your life. If God said it, then that's what it is. God said it, I'm going to do it. Set your mind on victory. Forget defeat. We are more than conquerors in Christ. That's who we are. We are the children of God. You are a child of God. Don't worry about what anybody tells you. If you're born again, you're a child of God. Set your mind in victory. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me daily. I am more than a conqueror. And don't live a defeated life. Then obey God's word. Once you read it, then you need to obey it. Walk by faith and God's love. And obviously, pray. Pray, pray, pray. This, this is God's battle plan, simply put, that allows you to give thanks to God in whichever situation you find yourself in, just like the Apostle Paul. Listen and don't quit. Don't stop moving forward for the kingdom of God. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. What's your situation today? What's your situation today? By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. As uh, the band makes their way forward this morning, what is your circumstance today? What are you wrestling with today? What are you finding, situation you're finding yourself in today that is keeping you from moving forward, keeping you from praying, keeping you from reading the word of God, keeping you from fasting, that's keeping you from surrendering your life? What is it? Scripture said, make your request known to God. That's what this altar call is all about. You can do that. 